Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. You are tuning in with me, your host, Anastasia Burtnick. So on today's episode, we're just going to dive right in. I want to talk with you about relationships and how to stay firm in your beliefs and your boundaries, how to stay sovereign within yourself, and how to truly be your authentic self in every way when it comes to being in relationship. Now, my own experience with relationships has been good and bad but not horrible. Um, My current partner, we've been together for over seven years. And believe me, we have had ups and downs in our relationships. But the one difference between the relationship that I am currently in versus my previous relationships is with Jordan, which is my current partner. I am authentically myself. And that is something that didn't happen in other relationships. And this is something that is so common, especially as women, where we will bend and morph into whatever we feel like we need to be in order to be loved. So... Sometimes that comes from our childhood where maybe we didn't receive love in the way that we needed. Maybe our parents did, did their best, but they just couldn't give us the love. They didn't know how to love. Maybe we grew up with trauma. There's so many reasons why we might have a resistance to receiving love. But there are definitely wounds and belief systems there, whether it is from childhood or from adulthood. I have them from both. And actually, one of my relationships that I was in was highly emotionally abusive. Um, And thankfully, it was never physically abusive, but the, the, the mental and psychological abuse that went on I became in so many ways a shell of a person and I was already at that point kind of a shell of a person when I had entered into that relationship. And then once I came out of that relationship, I came into one that was a lot better. It wasn't emotionally abusive, but my needs never got met. They were never truly honored and A big part of that was because I was afraid to say anything about what I needed. I was afraid that if I said that this didn't feel good to me, or I believed something different, or I needed something, that I would no longer be loved. I would be just dropped like a hot potato. So I'm going to heavily reference my my most immediate previous relationship which was with my ex-fiance. And don't get me wrong, like it was, in many ways, it was a very beautiful relationship and it taught me a lot. And I would not take it back if I could go back in time. And even though there's a part of me that wonders how things would have been different had I been healed, I also would not go back and change any of that because I am where I am today and I believe that this is the path that I was meant to get to. So I have a lot of respect and reverence for my my previous relationship before Jordan. 
And there are some things about that relationship that didn't carry forward and we are still working on in in my current relationship. And there's a lot of things that I'm glad didn't carry forward. So my, my previous relationship with my, with my ex fiance, like I said, it was not emotionally abusive or anything like that, but I didn't get my needs met. I did receive a lot of love. There was a lot of passion in the relationship. Um, there was a lot of romance in the relationship, which I absolutely loved. But I still didn't get my fundamental needs met. And the biggest reason for that was I was so afraid to say anything because I was afraid of losing that amount of love. And that is the most amount of love I had ever felt at that time in my life. And I started from the very outset of the relationship. Yes, I did allow myself to be a little bit of me, but not too much. So I have a very goofy side. I mean, you hear it in the podcast when I do voices and impressions. That's just me. It's something I do. Um, I also like to sing songs and like I, I have a goofy side. I also love lame jokes like dad jokes. I don't think they're about dads. I think they're like about me because I freaking love them. But I allowed some of myself to show through in that relationship. But anything that could potentially tip the balance of how I received love, I would not bring it up. So for quite a bit of our relationship, we were long distance and then we lived together. And in the almost two years we were together, I didn't ever really express my needs. I always let myself come second. And I always made sure that I was catering to everyone else. I tried so hard to be the perfect girlfriend, the perfect fiance, so that he would continue to love me, so that his mother would even attempt to love me. Um, That relationship there never worked out. Um, And I was quiet all the time. So if there was an issue in the relationship or I was feeling neglected, maybe I was feeling like I wasn't supported or I needed something, I would never bring it up. I would always make sure that his beliefs were supported, his needs were supported, and I never, ever made sure that mine were. And what ended up happening is I morphed into this false version of me, and it was so tiring and exhausting to keep it up because I wasn't being my true self. I wasn't honoring any of my needs. I just continued to try to just be loved, but I didn't know how to love fully and I didn't know how to receive love. Definitely didn't know how to receive it. And I also at that time had a lot of wounds. So I had a lot of body image issues. A lot of that came from growing up and then even more were cemented in when I was in the the psychologically abusive relationship because that guy would always pick apart my body. And I look back and I, my heart breaks for that old version of me allowing that abuse to continue, but I didn't know better. And, and here's the thing. If you have made mistakes in the past, if you have stayed in relationships in the past that have not served you, whatever it is, whatever happened in the past, you did in those moments the best that you knew how to. And, you know, this is a fear that comes up when I, when I talk with clients where they don't want to repeat past mistakes. So then they don't really want to take risks moving forward. But where people are at today, where you are at today is much different than where you were at six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. You're not going to make the same mistakes. And especially 
if you are working on yourself and you are working to heal your beliefs, your traumas, your wounds, everything that has been shaping your reality, if you are working to heal it so that you are in full alignment with your soul and your heart is open, you are not going to make the same mistakes. You are not going to let yourself get walked over the way that you used to because you are different. And in this moment, now, today, you know better. So if you have the tendency to beat yourself up because of this, because of those mistakes that you made in the past, or because you stayed in an abusive relationship in the past, if you have that tendency to beat yourself up, that is something that you need to let go of. Because in those moments, you did the best that you knew how to do. You used the tools and the knowledge at your disposal that you had. But today, you are more evolved. Today, you have more tools to make sure that you are honoring your needs. So, so really, like I really, really, really want to stress this. Do not beat yourself up for those past mistakes or experiences. And don't hold on to the pain and the trauma of it. So if you still have a lot of pain and trauma around those past relationships and experiences, if you get triggered just by talking about them, and then you're, you're like, oh, I'm okay though. I, I bury them deep. That is a sign that you need to heal them. And let me be very honest with you. It is in your best interest to heal them before getting into another relationship. And if you are already in another relationship, it is still in your best interest to heal all of those past traumas. Because if you don't, they are going to, in some way or another, creep their ugly heads up in your current relationship. And if any of you, whether you are in relationship or not, I know that you are looking for love. You are looking to give and also receive unconditional love and unconditional support. You want that. In most, you know, most of the time when we talk about manifesting our dream partner, it's not the physical that we're trying to manifest. It's the way they make us feel. It's the emotional. It's the way that we would be treated. But you need to actually be, be able to allow that in. So for myself... In those past relationships, I never honored myself. I always stepped into a caregiver role and into that metamorphosis type of role where I would just morph into whatever I needed to be in that moment in order for me to receive the most amount of love. And although I didn't understand it back then, I had a fear of, a fear of abandonment where if I stepped out of line, I would no longer be good enough. I would no longer be worthy and I would be hurt or left. So I did everything in my power to not let that happen. And then turns out that the relationship didn't work because I wasn't fully myself. And when, I, when my soul started calling me to really be myself, that's when things just didn't align anymore because I was living as something that was false. So I was putting out that fake energy. I was putting up walls saying, I actually can't be loved because I'm afraid of it. And even though my partner at the time may or may not have felt that, I have no idea it still caused dissonance within the relationship. And it made me have resentment towards him because I did expect that he could be a mind reader. And at the same time, 
I also resented him for never asking, for never considering that there was something else that he could be doing. And then when I finally did ask, I resented for not resented him for not honoring what I needed. But by that point, we had established such a pattern where my needs were not important that it, it was hard to break and it ended up ending the relationship. Now it ended, for us, it ended amicably. But it, could, it definitely could have been handled a lot better, especially by myself. But that relationship, I'm really grateful for it because it taught me a lot. And it taught me that I needed to be me. It taught me that I couldn't hold things in. I couldn't bottle things up. That if there were issues, it didn't matter if there was distance or not in the relationship, I needed to actually address them. And that's been a practice for me over the last, well now, nine years because Jordan and I have been together for seven and I was single for two. And it's been a practice for me to really stand firm in what my beliefs are, to have boundaries, to ask for what I need. So coming into a new relationship, which was Jordan, I maybe came on a little bit strong in that I think it was maybe our first or second date. I straight up said to him, I was like, this is the way that I'm going to be. Um, and I'm going to be like all of these things. And if you like it, that's great. And if you don't move on, like I'm going to be me no matter what. And I set this really firm boundary and, you know, truthfully, I don't remember if he even, or I don't know if he remembers me setting this boundary, but I was very, very firm about it. I also straight up told him like, I 100% will poke you in the eye and accidentally sack you just because I'm a klutz and it happens and like get on board with that too. <laughs> so true story. He didn't believe me until I poked him in the eye for the first time. And he's like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, that's the funny side of it though. But coming into this relationship, I was very intentional after that, after my ex-fiance, um, I was very intentional with who I spent my time with, who I did go out on a date with, and how I honored myself. And at this point, I'll be very honest, I was still very wounded because I didn't start doing actual work on myself until mm, about two years later is when I started with personal development. And then after three years of being together, is when I started my actual spiritual awakening. And that's when, that's when the healing started really snowballing. So for the first couple of years, I was still very much wounded. And even for, whew, even after my spiritual awakening, until about 2018, I was sitting in a lot of my wounds. 2018 was like the pivotal shifting year for everything. Um, so it's been, it's been a journey. <laughs> it has been a journey. But the point is, is that from the outset, I knew that I did not want to be taken advantage of again. I knew that I really wanted to make sure my needs were being met and I was being honest about absolutely everything because it felt, it felt like it was making me small to not have my needs met, to not express my true feelings and to just push things down, push things down or brush them under the rug. So over this time, I have learned to be really strong in my beliefs and I've learned to really stand in my own sovereignty. Now, you guys have may you you may have heard the word sovereignty come around a lot, especially when it comes to masculine and feminine uh, relationships. And really what it means is to stand in one's power and to have ultimate power over oneself and to have that 
energy of being a ruler. Now, a lot of times sovereignty refers to the monarchy, but in relation to, or in relation to oneself, it really is about standing in your power and being the ruler or the monarch of your own life and your own beliefs and being able to rule and be sovereign with that open heart, that strong spine, and knowing that you are going to be kind and compassionate and considerate of others while also really taking care of yourself. So developing a practice around being sovereign in your relationships, in your work, in everything that you do is really key because that will help you stand firm in your beliefs, in your boundaries, in speaking about what you need, in learning, in your growth. The more clear you are on what your needs are, what your beliefs are, what your boundaries are, the more clear that you are on all of that and and the direction that you are going, the easier it will be for you to stand in your beliefs and to not lose yourself in relationship. When you are entering relationship, you should be able to blend with your partner while also being yourself. And you know, a lot of times when we enter relationships, we're trying to impress the other person, which I definitely decided not to do with Jordan, hence the take me or leave me kind of thing. That's also my Sagittarius and Scorpio showing. So, um, but you know, we, we, it's good that we blend with our partner, but we also still need to be our own person. You know, there's so many jokes on, on television where people are like, oh, they're, you're becoming we people. We do this. We do that. We do all these things together. And you don't, you, you've, you end up losing the I part of you. And there's nothing wrong with having that we element. In fact, I, we need it. As I say, we. But it's needed in relationship because if, if there's no semblance of we, if there's no blending, then you are just two separate entities somehow coexisting in, in one space and your energy is off and there's dissonance and it's just not, it's not good. It's a, I mean, it's like roommates. So you need that blending of your energies, that dance between your masculine and feminine in both of you. And remember, for there to be polarity in the relationship, which will boil down to how you make money in the relationship, how you handle issues in the relationship, your communication in the relationship, your sexual connection in relationship, you need to have that polarity. So you are going to have to focus on one person being in the masculine and the other being in the feminine, and and you will take turns. It's not just always one way. You will take turns, but there is always going to be one person who is more strongly going to be in their masculine, more strongly going to be in their feminine so that there is polarity. And that's where your energies can blend really beautifully. When you lose that polarity and you you lose that blending of your energies, it's kind of like... I, I like to I like to call it just double dicking where you you know how like dudes can like sword fight with with their dicks. <laughs> it's kind of like what it's like when um when you're when you're not polarized is you're is you're double dicking each other. There's no receiving, you're both trying to push on each other. Um and it just doesn't just doesn't work. There always needs to be giving and receiving that flow of giving and receiving from both parties. Otherwise, the energy doesn't match. The, there's no polarity there. You're like weird roommates. And you end up just, you end up losing the, the connection and the beauty of the relationship 
And sometimes you end up losing yourself because this can happen when one person starts morphing into whatever the other person needs them to be. And it can also happen when you're on two very different paths and you feel like everything has to be 50-50 and equal. and equal is not a great way to have a relationship because it it takes all of the, the flow out of the relationship and it makes it mathematical and logical and linear. And that's just not how energy works. That's not how it flows. There always has to be that giving and receiving. And Within that, there is honoring each other and there are conversations and there are disagreements and all of this is still that flow of energy and nothing makes it wrong as long as that energy is flowing. And you want it to be flowing with love rather than fear and wounds and trauma. So now... When it comes to being in relationship and really standing in your beliefs, you know, especially as you might be developing new beliefs, it can be difficult to discuss them with your partner. So a very good example from my own relationship is that I still do not have a great voice when it comes to more like feminist issues. And part of that is because I am still not educated enough. And the other part of that is I just haven't developed my voice yet. I can... I can talk Jordan's ear off about spirituality all day and he doesn't understand like 98% of what I say to him, but he absorbs about 2%, which is pretty good. But I have a very strong voice in it. Whereas when it comes to feminism, I don't. There are still so many things that I need to learn and I need to be able to develop my own view around it so that I can develop my voice around it. So when I try to talk to Jordan about different feminist issues, he's, he has very strong beliefs on things and his beliefs can override mine. So then there's two things that can happen is one, I could take what he's saying and just say, okay, I'm just going to absorb whatever you're saying. And I'm going to take that as truth. Or I can set a boundary because my voice is not strong around it that, I'm still going to talk to him, but it's not going to be in the same way that I would, for example, about, about spirituality. I will protect my energy around where I'm developing my voice. And the biggest thing that I will do, and I've, and I've had to do this with Jordan is ask for respect. Whatever your beliefs are, and they may differ from your partner and like, Jordan and I on different things have have very differing beliefs and on other things we have very similar beliefs. But whatever is going on, if you are still working on your beliefs or developing your voice and you feel like you are being overpowered by your partner, you can absolutely ask them to respect it. And I, I have actually had to say to Jordan, you know, I'm still learning about this. I'm still developing my voice around this, my beliefs around this, and our beliefs do differ, but I can't talk to you about this in the same way that I would other things. So I need you to give me the time and the patience to develop my own beliefs around this. And by setting those boundaries, we've been able to have better conversations He knows to respect me more while I'm talking. I know that there are some things when he takes long pauses as he, as he speaks and I need to wait for those pauses. And it's, 
I mean, we've been doing this for over seven years now. So don't expect yourself to do this overnight with a, with a new partner or even with your current partner if you haven't established these kind of things before. But don't ever be afraid to ask for what you need. So for me, saying that I need you to give me the time to formulate opinions and I need you to give me the space to be able to talk about this without you automatically going into rebuttal, I need you to hear me, that formed a beautiful boundary and understanding between the both of us. And now our communication flow is even better. So you can ask for what you need. Now, the other thing in relationships is that you may have very differing opinions. A good example of one that might be occurring today is pro-mask versus anti-mask. Thankfully, Jordan and I are on the same page, though he's a little bit more passive in his boundaries than I am. He doesn't like to make waves, whereas I will stand super firm in my own beliefs and my own boundaries and what I think is right and wrong. But we have very similar values. But coming into a new relationship now, you may be struggling like you may be anti-mask and your your new partner may be pro-mask or even in an existing relationship so you might have very differing values there differing beliefs there the thing though about when beliefs differ especially in more touchy subjects is that there needs to be respect between partners 100% there needs to be respect. And there also needs to be the understanding that if your partner, like you have to essentially, you have to know what are your kind of limits. What are your non-negotiables? So the mask versus anti-mask thing. It's a really good example because moving forward, if you are anti-mask and you are currently in a relationship with someone who is pro-mask, if that, if those beliefs don't jive with you, if that's a non-negotiable for you, then you still need to respect your partner, but that might not be the relationship for you. You need to set out what your own needs are so that you can have them met in relationship and so that you can honor your partner. And sometimes the best way to honor someone and their differing beliefs is that you you might not be the right fit, but you'll have to determine that for yourself. But no matter what, there needs to be a level of respect. So if you are anti-mask and your partner is pro-mask, There needs to be that level of respect there where you're respecting your partner who's pro-mask and they can do with their own body what they believe is right. And if you are anti-mask, your partner needs to respect you and your choices for your own body and your own health. You're not trying to run over each other with your, your own trains There's a better phrase for that, and I can't think of what it is. Um, But you're not, like, you are respecting each other. You're not trying to force each other's opinions on it. You're not criticizing each other for your beliefs. Once you get into, like, criticism and starting to try to change each other and gaslighting, those are all red flags that this, this is not a good fit. And you can use that as a teaching and learning experience for future relationships. And again, that comes back to knowing what your non-negotiables are, knowing what your hard limits are. But at a base level, there needs to be that respect where you can each be your own person and then you get to come together and create like a relationship entity while still being your own person.
And if you are afraid to stand firm in those beliefs, I'd really encourage you to ask why. Why are you afraid to talk about things? Why are you afraid to share what your beliefs are? Why are you afraid to practice your beliefs? Are you afraid to ask for what you need? What fears are coming up in this relationship that are keeping you from being the truest version of you? Most of the time, those fears are going to be abandonment, loss of love. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy. Ask yourself these questions and dig to the root of why. Once you find the root as to why you may not be standing up for yourself, why you may not be standing in your beliefs, why you may not be sharing with your partner what you actually need, why you may not be showing, sharing your emotions with your partner, are you afraid you're going to be too much? Find out what the fears are, what the beliefs are, and then you can actually start working to heal them. You can do that through journaling. You can do that through shadow work. You can do that through energy healing, like theta healing. But take actual action steps to heal those beliefs so that you can come into that relationship in the best way. And so that if that relationship is not the best for you, you have the knowledge and the tools that you can lovingly say, this is not the right fit for me. Standing firm in your own beliefs and relationship and standing firm in your needs and even in who you are and your desires is so key to having a successful relationship. Because if you are not your own person, then you are actually doing a disservice to whoever you are in partnership with because they're not getting who you are. They're not getting your full love. They're not getting your full attention. And there's no, and, and they're not able to actually love you in the way that they want to love you because you're not able to receive it. So honoring yourself is not only a service to you, but it serves your partner. And if something's not jiving there, if something's not aligning, it's just showing you that this may not be the right fit. Now, sometimes, it depends, this depends on the relationship. You may be with a partner who has differing views, but is open, or they are learning, or they are growing. A good example is with myself and Jordan, we are on very different levels of spiritual growth and consciousness right now. But he is still growing. So I'll be very honest, there is a period of time in our relationship where I was starting my own growth journey, my spiritual awakening, and he was still very much living in his wounds. He was drinking and we're both sober now. Um, but prior to him taking his own growth steps and, and steps towards his own healing, there was a very large energetic gap between where I was and where he was. And there were times when I wasn't getting my needs met. And for a while, it felt like we were roommates and that didn't feel good because I wasn't getting love in the way that I needed, and neither was he. And for a while, and this probably spanned a couple of years, because I was growing so much and he was staying where he was, I didn't know if our relationship would last. I didn't know. I knew that if I kept growing and, and he stayed where he was, I knew that it wouldn't. I knew that I would leave. 
that based on my own soul growth, I would not be able to handle it. But I was not at that point yet. And then eventually there was an event that ended up being a catalyst for his own growth. And he got sober and he started growing and and doing healing work. And truthfully, he's still not at the same level as I am. It'll likely happen one day, but he's not there yet. But the point is, is that the gap between us, the energetic gap and the way that I'm living my life versus the way that he is, is similar now versus so different from when he wasn't growing and I was. Your partner does not have to be at the same level as you in order for a relationship to work, but there does have to be an energetic resonance. There needs to be a resonance within beliefs. You know, I I will be very honest. I am so glad that Jordan is at the level that he is at today and that we have such similar beliefs because especially with all of this crazy Rona the Ho shit going on, um, if he was pro-mask and afraid of the virus and couldn't see beyond everything that is that the media and everything is telling us, who um, I'd be losing my mind right now. And our relationship would be in a lot of trouble because there would be such a disparity between our beliefs. And some of those things are actually very hard limits for me. So I'm, I'm thankful that we are at the place we're at today and we've done so much work to come together and that he is growing in consciousness because otherwise, yikes, <laughs> yikes. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here is that relationships do not have to be perfect. You don't always have to be at the same level especially when you're talking about relationships and spirituality, one person is always going to be leading and helping the other open, helping the other awaken. There is always going to be that polarity in awakening there. And likely if you are currently the one leading in your relationship, if you're currently the one leading in spirituality, unless you meet someone who is more spiritually open than you, chances are you're going to be the one that's doing the leading. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can be in relationship and lead, which is from your masculine, and still flip into the feminine energy so that you can receive love and really fill your own heart up. Because remember, masculine and feminine is a dance. It's not just one way or the highway. It's always a dance. And you need to, unless you really want to manifest somebody who is more spiritually aware than you, you need to be okay with being the one to lead. And that's where practicing your boundaries, practicing standing in your beliefs, practicing asking for what you need and respecting yourself and respecting your partner and being very clear when something is crossing a boundary is so key. And it's going to feel scary, especially if you are not used to asking for what you need. If you're not used to sharing your emotions so openly, if you're not used to dealing with issues To, if, if you're going to run away from everything, that's just going to do a disservice to you and your relationship. So you do need to be able to face it head on. And if you're not used to this, practice in small ways. And this, this takes time. You know, even, even today, I am still practicing with Jordan in relationship. I'm still practicing telling him what I need, telling him telling him what's acceptable for me and what's not, what makes me feel loved and what doesn't. And that, that was a hard one for me is saying when I don't feel loved. And there's beautiful ways that you can communicate this that's not attacking your partner. I don't ever say to Jordan, you make me feel unloved. I will say to him, 
when you are spending so much time on your computer, it makes me feel neglected and unloved because you're not spending time with me. So it's, it's putting onus on the action so that the action can change in order for me to receive love. Or when you talk over me while I'm trying to have a discussion with you, that makes me feel unheard. I'd appreciate it if you give me the time and the space to actually voice my opinion so that we can have discussions about things. You know, I still don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here, but I know that I know some couples that are highly spiritual and, and they their their feminine and their masculine gets into it and there's arguments and fights and then they come together and it's this beautiful beautiful emotional release. Jordan and I, that's that's not what we do. And I'm starting to feel like I don't need to be as emotional because I'm doing it in my own way. I still, sometimes I get all up in my feminine and I feminine all over him. And it's still a beautiful experience and still emotional without arguments. But for me, and I guess the way I'm designed, we don't argue. That doesn't mean that we don't deal with issues. We absolutely do, but we don't argue about them. And it doesn't also doesn't mean that we don't get a little bit heated or a little bit emotional. But the difference is that for us, we choose to have conversations when we're in a calmer state. And it still expresses emotions like I'll cry, some he'll get frustrated. But it's not actually argumentative. Because I just for my own self, I don't feel like arguments do much. But for other people, they might. So however you need to address things and communicate and get your emotions out, play with it. Practice. Try things. There is no one formula that fits everyone. I do things differently than other people, and that's okay, and that's beautiful. But if you're doing nothing and you're just letting somebody walk all over you, if you're not standing firm in your beliefs, like I said, you're doing a big disservice to anyone that you are in relationship with. So make sure that first you know the direction that you want to go and you know who you are. And understand that this is an ever-evolving journey and the direction that you're going and who you are becoming is going to shift and evolve over time. But get clear on the direction you are going for now. Get clear on the person that you are becoming for now so that when you are coming into your relationship, whether it's existing or new, you can come in as your authentic self. And you can practice from that state of knowing who you are becoming, that state of being your highest self. You can then be in relationship as that person. And you can practice setting boundaries and asking for things and, and sharing your beliefs from being that person. You can also ask for respect as being like as being from that highest version of yourself. And just remember that this is a practice and you will have to teach each other in relationships. You will have to change programming. You just have to determine and know who you are and in this moment who you're becoming so that you can stand firm in what you need, so that you can tell the difference between teaching and growing together and those growing pains versus something that is not actually aligned with who you are. And remember to always do this with a strong spine and an open heart so that you have strength 
and openness in all of your interactions with your partner. The strength is about standing in who you are and the openness is about being open to new perspectives, being open to love, both giving and receiving, being open to possibility and experiences and a life together. You want your heart open, but you still want that inner strength. All right, I'm going to leave it here for today. If you have more questions about this, send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to chat with you more. And if you want even further help moving through beliefs or through traumas, things that might be holding you back, come book a Theta Healing with me. I would love to have you. It's a beautiful way to start healing your beliefs and manifesting the life you want and really moving through anything that is holding you back. Okay, I love you so, so much. Thank you for tuning in today and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.